Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. Hello and welcome to the JT Hester Around the League show with your host, JT Hester! What's up, Halo fam? Welcome back to the Around the League show presented by Halos in the Infield. I'm your host, JT Hester, and I'm with my special guest, Todd Fox. In this segment, we'll be discussing the Angels' tough weekend, uh, the winners and losers last week, City Connect updates, another record for Showtime coming up next, Around the League. And then just go into the regular part from there. Okay. But, um, okay. So, what's up, y'all? If y'all are just listening in, um, I got my City Connect inspired fitted today. Todd Fox has his magnificent retro Angels hat on. <laughs> if you want to see both of our beautiful faces, make sure to check us out on YouTube where you can find uh, highlights, podcasting, post game reports by Todd Fox. No more Instagram, YouTube only. Make sure to check that out. Absolutely. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. But, um, <laughs> anyways, I just had one word to describe last weekend. If you can guess, uh, from the Angels weekend? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's got to be bad, sad. I mean, there's a lot of na- uh, pronouns, nouns, uh, adjectives to put in there. Pretty close, pretty close. Um, I said errors. I feel like that was the, <laughs> the, the marquee of this weekend. You got you got the catching errors from, from Max Stats. You got um, Anthony Rendon just absolutely just underhand tossing it to the first baseman. Just we we beat ourselves, and if it's not one thing, it's another. It's the same, and it, it was tough. How how you feeling about uh, the weekend in Boston? Uh, even today, I mean, the game could have been blown. Uh, you had Loop dropping a ball. You know, it should have been an easy out. You know, the catcher's interference by Thais. Uh, you just you had one thing after another. Airs by Rendon. Airs by Renifo. Um, it just seems like that series was won by the Angels for the Red Sox. Uh, you know, they 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 really helped out a team that had six players in the, each and every game's lineup with a 200 or less batting average. They looked a lot like we did last year. And um, and their pitching, which was very suspect coming into the series, looked for the most part lights out. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like the, the Red Sox tend to be one of those teams, just like the Oakland Athletics. They just have a mental hold over us. There's times where we absolutely dominate, and then there's times like, uh, this past week and where we just couldn't get anything going. Uh, if our hitting's not good, then our pitching is great. And then vice versa. Uh, cra- crazy game today, especially with the rain delays. I uh, The game started before I woke up this morning and it definitely ended uh, after the fact. That that was wild with the rain delays today. 
yeah, it was. I mean, it was a game that should have been over by no later than uh, 11 o'clock, yeah. maybe even 10.30 if it plays to within today's new uh, pitching count uh, or, or pitch count uh, uh, regulations. But uh, it was just weird that, you know, it just seemed that Angels did what they've been doing these this last 10 to 15 games, which is basically the season so far, which is, you know, they'll put up a crooked number and then the uh, hitting goes silent. And, and, they, yeah. and, and they just rely on whatever lead they have to either keep them in the game or to hold a lead. And usually it's been backfiring. It's and tough, to- too, because Tyler Anderson, he hasn't been phenomenal. You already know what you're going to get with uh, Patrick Sandoval and Shohei Otani. But the rest, of the, the rest of the core, for the most part, like you got Reed Demers playing good, but still making big, costly mistakes. So you, you can't really rely on the starting pitching like that. And it really sucks today that Shohei Otani, he only got a pitch, I believe, three innings today just because of rain delay getting cold. So he didn't get a decision on this one, and uh, it's, it's just bad news after bad news for the pitching. Yeah, and and you had basically you had a bullpen outside of Loop and Estevez today that came through. Uh, you know, uh, Moore looked good, uh, Cajeta looked good. Uh, I thought Tucker Davidson did great in relief to help out. Um, and then the other day, you know, Reed Detmers had not looked good up until yesterday, and he made one bad pitch and suffered a loss because they couldn't get nothing going. So you you've seen you know it, it's it's been frustrating like you said the the hitting will be there for a minute and the pitching struggles with it and then all of a sudden the pitching pitching tightens up for us but the hitting struggles so we just have not seen a complete game by the Angels yet we, we we've just seen just flashes of brilliance and a lot of bad play at this point it kind of seems like um, a documentary of hey um, Angels in the outfield why we're named halos in the infield of course it, it seems like that's a documentary of what's going on with this angels team right now it's just you can't get anything right mm-hmm. absolutely and even when they try to do something right they shoot themselves in the foot uh the other day having a tying runner at second base you bring a, a guy in like brent phillips to do one thing and he gets thrown out at second base to effectively end the rally in a one-run game, you just can't have that. If you're if you're in a five-run deficit or you're five runs up and you have a pinch runner and stuff like that, okay, you just shake your head and say, don't do that again. But that's highly costly, just like the Matt Theis pitcher's interference. You you can go two months without seeing a pitcher's or a catcher's interference. And we had two in one inning, not even in one game, in one inning. I don't remember the last time I've seen that. I honestly didn't even know it was a rule just because how, how often do you see that? I'm like, it's yeah. never. <laughs> it's yeah, never. Exactly. And it really sucks with uh, Phillips as well because the last game he played was uh, starting a center field. Mike Trout was DH in that game against the Nationals. He, he had a great game. He really did. He had that. He had that snag from the outfield, and I believe the two the two runs as well. He uh, he even stared down the pitcher after trying to walk him. So it really sucks. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth. We're paying him too much just uh, to to be picked off second like that. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's a there's a lot of. Uh... There's going to be a lot of player movement. I think in April we're feeling out the team and the guys that aren't going to cut it, I think Perry's going to have a short leash. Like today the breaking news is, you know, uh, Fletcher's off the 40-man roster. He got demoted to AAA. Uh, when you're off the 40-man roster like that, you know, there's it's an organizational thing. I, I don't think there's any more confidence in a guy like him. Look for him to be on the trade block. Exactly, exactly. And uh, it, we we got to have like a positive sense of that. Like we could be having David Fletcher starting every single game. Uh, at least uh, the g- general manager for once kind of has the I- idea that uh, we need to win now. Shohei Otani's obviously, um, if not on the trading block, he's, he's definitely on the free agency block. So uh, you got to look at that at least and be like, okay, that's good. At least that um, Perry Manazian's actually caring about the team this year. So 
Absolutely, and I think he's got a plan. I mean, if you see a guy like Urshela, um, it's like, wow, dude, that, that guy's got great skill. He made another fabulous play at third base look really easy. And it makes you think, you know, Rendon couldn't throw two standing routine balls to first base, yet Urshela, we've seen him make two fantastic plays off balance, perfect throws to first base, not even like the, the hop, skip, and a drop where the first baseman has to pick it. I mean, they're right there. Absolute bullets, yeah. Um, it, crazy, too, with that grand slam the other day, too. I, w- I was watching the game with my dad. I told him there's no way that he's getting a, a grand slam right now because he usually does he's more of a contact hitter. But mm-hmm. uh, he, he's definitely impressing me this season for sure. Absolutely, me too. I, I've you, You've seen him, and, and he got player of the week by Randy and Rob on their show. And I agree with that. And you, he could have put up, like, way better numbers. He was robbed, like, on six or seven other line drives and flyouts that routinely would have hit the gap, but guys made nice plays on him. Uh, another another player that we picked up this offseason, not necessarily surprising, but I'm very happy that we picked up Hunter Renfro. Uh, yes. got, the, got the Stamos Award today. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal the series and phenomenal the past couple of weeks. Um, you said in your post-game show a couple of weeks ago, he's more of a Tin Salmon type of player. Uh, he might start off a little cold like usual, but when he heats up, man, he, he's heating up right now. Yeah, he can carry a team. And and Tim Salmon did that throughout his career. And um, I'm going to be very interested to see what he's doing in June and July because right now he's helping us stay afloat. But I have a feeling when Walshie comes back, if Rendon hits anywhere he's supposed to, Otani and Trout get going like I know they will, you know they will. And this lineup just gets really routinely dangerous on a nightly basis. Renfro's going to be overlooked in that lineup, even though he may have the lead lead or the team lead in RBIs or home runs, but he's going to get overlooked because of all the other star power in this lineup. And they're not going to think, oh, Renfro's a masher. And he's he possibly could have one of his best seasons of his career this year. I go 100% see that as well. And plus, um, last week it was freezing in Anaheim. You're going to get that warm Anaheim weather in the, in the yeah. summer, and those balls are going to be absolutely flying. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun place to watch baseball. If everyone stays healthy, I'm telling you, this team's going to be mashing before you know it. I hope so. I sure do hope so. But another news with the Angels, Zach Neto uh, marked his first major league hit today. It was a blooper. You'll take what you can get. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about him coming into uh, the Bronx this weekend or this week? I feel pretty confident. I just feel that if Nevin's smart right now, I don't want to put all the onus on him looking at a pitcher first time around leading off. Uh, I said in the post game today, Sean Figgins was a prototypical number nine hitter off the bat. They wanted to see what he could do, and he earned his way to bat first or second later on in his career. And I think that's where they should start Neto. Uh, don't give him the keys to the car yet to lead off. I think Ward was doing a good job. Yeah, he's been in a little bit of a funk on this road trip, including the last series with uh, Washington. But we all know that he's a professional hitter. He'll get it going. I I I'd rather take a little pressure off of Neto. I love his defense so far. And the fact that he's hit the ball rather hard a few times on the ground right at people, but he's starting to elevate it if you saw the last two games in uh, or the last game here in Boston. So uh, I think he might get his first dinger in the Bronx if he's starting all three there. He might hit his first home run. I think so, too. I'm not too um, confident whether or not he's a righty or lefty, but I know that right field wall is pretty short. So if anywhere, it's got to be the Bronx, right? Exactly, because, I mean, he, he's a type of hitter that could spray the ball all over the field, and I think he, he might hit one of those uh, – judge home runs where it's sort of like a pop fly but it just keeps carrying 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think so too. And um, it, it sucks that the stats don't really show, but every single at bat that I watched of Zach Neto this weekend, it, it, it may have uh, not ended so well in his case, but every single pitch, it, it seemed like a competition. Like there's some players like Anthony Rendon, they're just going to swing, miss, smile, walk into the dugout. This kid, he wants it. And uh, it's very refreshing to see. Absolutely. If you haven't catched our our interview with him, uh, me and Fernando interviewed him in the hunger that he wants to perform and be the best on the field. I mean, that's what you want to see. His family's raised him good. And yeah, I agree. Even on the strikeouts where he was squeezed by the umpire, he had a good eye. He worked those counts three, two. So he wasn't up there, like you said, flailing at like most rookies do it, trying to hit a home run or swinging and they're, they're out of the, in and out of the box in less than four pitches. Uh, he, he's working the pitches. He's looking for his, his pitch. And you could tell with that swing, uh, he's going to connect pretty soon here. Exactly. And um, like, like you said before, make sure you guys go check out that podcast with Todd and Zach Neto. That's a great show. Um, we kind of brought this up a little bit with the Bronx, but how are you feeling about the Angels going into Yankee Stadium? The Yankees are the only team in the league that hasn't uh, lost a series yet. I'm scared, but then I'm not because the Angels, ever since I was a kid, I mean, they've always given the Yankees problems. Uh, but, I, you know, my guy I anointed as my guy to look at this year was Suarez. You know, keep an eye out for him. He might break out this year. I've been wrong through the first two starts. I'll eat crow. But that, but when I saw that his third start was against the Yankees, I'm like, this is just what he doesn't need. I think he needs a start against Oakland or Kansas City. I would have pushed him back. Um, but we're going to go with Suarez and Canning in those first two and then Sandoval in the, in the third game, uh, which is going to match up him and Cortez, which is going to be a great matchup. But you're going to see two effective you know, youngsters for the Yankees, and then you're going to have a young Suarez and a young Canning. So, I mean, you could have two big offensive games, or these pitchers could surprise you and keep the ball down. And, and sometimes Yankee Stadium isn't the home run place we think it is. So I, I'm, I'm kind of – I can't pick either side. I'm a little scared but I'm a little confident the boys might work a couple of these games out. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, Suarez, of course, has been a little cold this year, but if there, there's some there's some teams that uh, just sets a fire under pitchers, uh, pitchers play, and I feel like if any team's going to do that, it's going to be the Yankees. Uh, Griffin Cannon, great start last week. Um, hopefully he can replicate that somehow, and then we know Patrick Sandoval is going to perform uh, if the offense performs around him. Absolutely. I think it was smart of them, too, to hold back Otani. Otani just can't pitch in the Bronx for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I still remember last year. It was, I believe it was a walk-off by Jared Walsh. Phenomenal game offensively, defensively not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Otani, even though he only had three three innings today, tied an all-time Angels record. Uh, he has, in his first three starts, only one run allowed. The only Angels player to ever do that is Kirk McCaskill in 1989. Uh, what What else can this guy not do? Yeah, I mean, he's right now, I mean, a lot of people are saying, including myself, he hasn't been clutch yet for the season, but he'll get it going. He hasn't earned that 250 to 300 million contract for his hitting yet, but I think right now his pitching's on par. His pitching is more dominant than I think a lot of these pitchers are going to be this year. I mean, look, we should be staring at Otani 3-0. Let's just be honest right now. And the fact that he's 1-0 is a crime in three starts because he's pitched good enough we all know he probably would have went six or seven today. They wouldn't have had to rely on the bullpen, had the rain, rain not come in, and he probably would have, the Angels would have cruised to an easy victory. Instead, you know, we had to struggle the way we did. Instead, he takes a no decision on opening day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little frustrated for him because his pitching has been exactly what we wanted to see and much more. 
I, I totally agree. Um, with that being said, I feel like that's enough Angels talk, at least for right now. You can only talk about losing so much, right? <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, Ray Nate. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess so. 500. And then, like you said before last week, the bet you made with, uh, with the fans, I guess you're pretty happy with uh, – with the lost series, I guess, right? Well, yeah. The only way I get myself uh, back into that uh, situation is if we sweep the Yankees. So, Man, yeah, <laughs> two out of three, out of baby. Yet, right? Two out you're of not three. Out of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so what do you? Who do you think uh, are the winners and losers of this past week and the week before that? And in in Major League Baseball right now? Uh yeah. We can, we can start off with our own or- division though, if you'd like. Uh, I would have to say right now the losers, you, you have to point towards the uh, Oakland Athletics. Uh, Oakland has gotten a lot of pub in the wrong way, and most of it has to do with their stadium and their fan base. Uh, lowest attendance again, and the fact that they're just routinely getting spanked. They're 3-13 and 13 right now, and uh, they had a possum uh, uh, visit their oh, yeah. uh, the Mets. Uh, Hanging under, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you have fecal matter, you know, a couple of years ago, spew onto the field, you're still pissing in troughs. The taco trucks are the best food in the stadium, outside the stadium. <laughs> so I mean, the place is falling apart. Major League Baseball has dropped the ball, no pun intended, for years on Oakland. They should have been out of there years ago. Another thing you got to remember too: Raiders used to play there too. So nothing good about the A's. Nothing <laughs> good about the A's. That but. is true. That's coming from a 49er <laughs> fan. So no hate there. Hey, right? Bang, bang, not again. Yeah, absolutely. No hate. We can't hate them. We beat them like the past three times we played them, right? No hate there. Exactly. <laughs> if you own a team, you own a team. Exactly. Exactly. You guys owned us for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bellinger makes his uh, his comeback against the Dodgers last weekend. Got a home run last night. Yeah, last night got a home run. So a uh, little bittersweet for Dodger fans, but we love that over here. Yeah, he started slow with the Cubs, but he's starting to rake, and uh, that's a good thing. I think he's hit something like four or five home runs in the last few games. So he's starting to rake. The Cubs are looking a little bit better than expected, so that, that's something to keep an eye on. And I was very surprised that usually the Cubs struggle in L.A., uh, and, and they came out there and they played a clean series, took two out of three again. Uh, losing a series is the Dodgers. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe in Ben Verlander's power rankings say they were top 10. That's the first time in a long time I've seen the Cubs in any power rankings. So good for them. Still very early in the season, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, another another team that I was surprised about this weekend, the Detroit Tigers sweeping the San Francisco Giants. Two walk-offs as well. Blows my mind. Yeah, it does, because you figure the Tigers have had to hit the reset button over there. I know they've gotten some Houston Astros coaches over there to try to help out. They, they, they got a bad contract in Baez. Uh, their pitching's been revamped. It's a very, very young team. They had one of the worst, worst hitting uh, teams of all time last year, along with Oakland and the Angels, apparently. And, um, you know, they're off to a 5-9 and nine start. They're, this is what they're going to be. They're going to they're gonna come back and shock you sometimes. And, uh, you know, they're going to come out of the blue. Uh, there's, but, uh, you know, don't expect too much for them, but you can't take them lightly either. Exactly. And also previously, previously this week, Javi Baez uh, kicked out of the game by his coach for not knowing how many outs there are. <laughs> uh, I, make that machi- I make that mistake in MLB the show every once in a while, but not as an MLB player. <laughs> yes, and then it could be sometimes like I would do that. You know how they change the buttons every year just about? Mm-hmm. And and I I would do that every time I'd get the game start a season think instead of going through preseason you know ironing out all the button issues I would do that in the first regular season series where I'd be like oh crap I gotta send a guy home on a fly ball I think it's in the gap the guy's still running I'm like oh press the button go back go back go back and I'm thrown out exactly. by like a mile 
<laughs> so, the, only, the only difference is he's doing that in real life and he's getting paid real money for that one. So um, thankfully, I think he learned his ways. I believe he was four for four the next day. So he, he definitely made up for it. Well, it's not like they have the scoreboard and the outs listed all the way around that stadium. And by the way, yeah. did you get a chance, JT, to look at that uh, Rogers Center? It looks way different from before, way better, too. I did, and I like that they kept um, some vicinity of that hotel in there. I feel like it's a little quirk. Uh, that that scoreboard is insane. I've never seen a scoreboard where it's like – it kind of looks like a top hat in a sense. It's like yeah. slim at the bottom then kind of rectangular on the top, and outfield is completely different. I, I heard they're not done with it either, so it looks great so far. It does. I mean, I mean, if you're if you're not going to tear down and rebuild, that's the way to do it. You know, cosmetically, kind of, because I I have a feeling soon the Angels have got to do something with that center field past the rocks. Like there has to be some sort of upgrade, some sort of way to make the stadium stand out again. Because now officially we have the second oldest stadium in all of the American League. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I know the Angels kind of added that little Topo Chico uh, stand, but it's still so bare right there. They got like the little. <laughs> They got the cornhole, but, man, it, it, it seems like they just have nothing to put there yet. It's dead because if you look at a lot of the minor league stadiums, their center field has something going on. Look at the San Diego Padres. They've got a playground out there. You mm -hmm. could do something. You know, Bring some sort of ambiance, even if you have to be cheesy and put a Ferris wheel out there, something. Yeah, something to get the fans moving back there. The only yeah. place I'm back there for is just to get nacho hats and then back back to my seat. So Yeah, that's about it. But – um talked about the losers for a little bit let's talk about the winners even though the Padres haven't been phenomenal recently uh Tatis he's back in San Diego today he's available for Thursday's game that's gonna be an absolute game changer for them oh yeah I mean that lineup is as sick as as it is already I mean and they're struggling out the gates eight and nine not the start that they'd want but we all know that the Padres are gonna you know they made a late season run last year there's no way the Diamondbacks are gonna stay in first so there's no way to no reason to worry about that but the fact that they're getting him back he's eligible to play Another power bat in that lineup. Juan Soto's going to get it going. I mean, this team is going to be something to be reckoned with. That's why I picked them over the Dodgers this year. And, uh, you know, they, they have a good team from start to finish. And they're one of those teams that's just – they're a notorious slow April starting team as well. You know, whether they're good or bad, they're always this way. Exactly. And uh, Tatis, too, seven home runs in the minor leagues. He's absolutely cooking it up. There's going to be – no uh, slow regret progression, in my opinion, for Tatis coming on Thursday. Should so, be a good game, though. So does Adele mimic him and get to the majors in MASH, or does he, <sighs> Adele come up and not do anything? I feel like fourth time, maybe fifth time's a charm with him, but I, if you're on another team, he would be an all-star right now. That's all I'm going to say. I, if you're a Dodger, he would be the greatest Dodger of all time. <laughs> He'd be Puig 2.0 without the attitude. Exactly, exactly. Um, That's just our luck, right? Yeah. Um, bad luck for the Tampa Bay Rays. They finally lose. They lose two straight, though. Mm -hmm. um, baseball happens. They're bound to lose at some point. What an amazing streak they had, though. Uh, still in first place, though, in a very, very tough AL East. Yeah, I mean, had the Red Sox swept today, you would have every team over 500. And the Rays are off to a football start right now. They're 14 and two. That would give them the first round, you know, buy in the NFL playoffs. But uh, yeah. you know, they're they're going to be a tough out. No pun intended. I mean, the M McClanahan has pitched so good right now. Uh, Randy Rosarito has just like kept it going since the World Baseball Classic. They've got a lot of just talented hitters that most people, unless you're a baseball fanatic, you're going to look at that lineup and be like, man, the Yankees have better players. Are you sure about that? They have a way of doing things over there in Tampa, and it's working again. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, but they need them in Anaheim. That's all I know. <laughs> um, 
even though the Rangers are first place still in the AOS, I marked them as one of my losers today. I don't know if you saw. I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, they released their City Connect uniforms today. Uh, atrocious. Atrocious. It looks like they're wearing a suit and tie with those black pants. I, I can't stand those. Yeah, you know what? It's weird because if you Google the Chicago White Sox and look at their 70s outfits, uh, they did have black pants with white a white shirt. A white shirt, not a jersey. And they those were probably some of the worst jerseys I've ever seen or baseball uniforms. This one has to take today's cake because there's been some City Connect jerseys that some people like the San Diego colorful ones because of what it represents. Some people like the you know the Florida ones or the Kansas City, which is kind of plain. The, the Houston Astros who really didn't jazz things up. Even some people like the Giants ones. But you have some that hit that are really good, like the White Sox, the Angels. Uh, but this this Texas Rangers, like, I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know the backstory because you see, like, a lot of these City Connects have, like, a backstory of what they represent. And I would have thought, like, I was talking with Fernando, like, maybe representing the Alamo or maybe a cowboy on there bucking a Bronco or something. I don't know what this means. I don't know what it looks like. What are we doing here? I found out the slight backstory of it. I believe it was a minor league team back in Texas before they were. Uh, okay. the, the Spurs, that's why they have a little spur, but who cares about them <laughs> who, who really cares about them you know uh texas i feel like you can do so much with that especially where they are in arlington you got the dallas cowboys right across the street you could have done something cool like that uh it sucks oh, it really you, sucks you know what bro you should see like some people come up with good ideas for the angels promotions where like man you should be pr d- director or, or hr director i feel the same way with what you just said right now you just imagine jt you got it somehow approved from Jerry Jones to cross over the Cowboys with the Texas Rangers. People eat up cowboy uniforms and jerseys and memorabilia and apparel like it's like it's going out of style. You put that on a baseball team? Mm, come on. Ridiculous. Man. You that's, you put them boys on the front and then it's our year on the back, something like that. Yeah, or the cowboy star on the on the on the side of patch or something. That would be so cool. That would be Bro. so cool. Or even even something like their flag to say Lone Star or something like that. I would buy yeah. that, and I'm not even a Ranger fan <laughs> or a Cowboy fan. Uh, yeah, exactly. Definitely not a Cowboy fan. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, so even though they are in first place, they just beat the Astros in the series. Blows my mind. Even though the Astros have been a little slow starting off the season, still wouldn't pick the Astros against the – or wouldn't pick the Rangers against the Astros this series. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because, again, like we've said it before, the cre- the cream will rise to the top. I mean, they, the Rangers, are it's early enough to where they might bite them in the butt for a, a game or even two. But uh, but you, we all know, dude, I mean, the Rangers are, or the Astros are not going to be 81 and 81. So that's why, you know, all these games matter. And, um, you know, but when the Rangers start playing outside their division, I think that's when they're going to start having more problems. You know, they got they got the advantage of playing like the Royals, who are a disappointing four and 12. Um, and the A's and teams like that, so they'll 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 get theirs basically. I I think so too. I feel like the A's are going to stay put dead last. Angels might move up or down a little bit. Um, Astros definitely going to move, like you said before. But uh, very very competitive AL West. I don't remember the last time we saw that. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's 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 really been a while. And um, you know, we got three three potentially four teams that are going to be contending for a wild card um, in that division. You know, or, or at least you're going to you're going to have your leader. And and I think I think we all know the Athletics are going to be cooked before the All Star break. Uh, the Rangers might hang around, and uh, if they hang around, that's going to make the division between the Angels, Mariners, and Astros even harder. Because 
I, I didn't buy it when the Mariners started off four and eight. I'm like, dude, this is too too early for them to struggle. They're gonna get it going. Flexen's been terrible, but he'll he'll start turning around. These guys will start hitting, and watch out. And uh, you know that's that's why it's it's frustrating for Angels fans to know that we're blowing games we should be winning. Exactly. It's it's tough to see them flying under the radar like that. You know they're gonna pick it up. Another team that's flying under the radar, second best record in the league. No one's really talking about them like this. The Atlanta Braves, twelve and four. Uh, mm-hmm. So many star players getting high, even even hotter over the season. Um, yeah, just a team no one's really talking about like that. Yeah, so it's one thing, you know, like last year, you'd think people would learn their lesson. Like last year, people kind of overlooked the Braves. They struggled. They had a midseason, uh, almost a midseason collapse. Everyone's darling was the Mets, uh, and then the Phillies were kind of like shooting up the rankings. And, you know, we, we know what the Phillies did in the postseason, but who won that division? You know, Atlanta came from behind and stole it from the Mets. Um, I don't know if they have to do that this year. You know, you got Scherzer, you got Verlander, but we're already seeing some issues there with, the, you know, they're up in age, having to scratch from a start here or there. So are the Mets as good as we think they are, or are the Braves just built to win, like sort of like the Tampa Bay Rays? They got that championship caliber. They've been through the fire, you know? So. Yeah. Um, and plus some multiple Laker fans, I guarantee are watching this show. They know that it's not always the first half of the season that, that reflects your team. So, uh, another, another team that needs to kind of learn that lesson a little bit is the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, starting off strong, but tail of two halves here. Yeah. But this is a team that I think, you know, I picked them to finish fourth, but other guys on the page were saying, you know, they could finish third. They could possibly be close kind of a second to either the Dodgers or the Padres, because that young core talent is seeming like you could see that they're building something. I didn't really see it as much as people were saying it until the season started. I saw a couple games where they played the Dodgers and I'm like, man, this team reminds me of the last time they had a run, like right before they had a run, they started putting these pieces together and uh, with a few veterans sprinkled in maybe next season, who knows, man, they could be a challenging the Dodgers and Padres more legitimate. I think so, too. They kind of remind me of what the Baltimore Orioles were a couple of years ago, where right. you, you saw the team, you're like, man, they got some pieces coming up. They, they're a young, hungry team. I'd watch out for them. And uh, unlucky for them, they have to play the Padres and the Dodgers quite a bit every single year. So, oh, well. But they are uh, definitely a young, hungry team for the future. Absolutely. And then kind of kind of veering off a little bit right there. Um, I, I kind of wanted to bring back the Angels for a little bit, even though I did say that we're done. Um, they have one of the shortest games of the season on Saturday, under two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I uh, never thought I'd, I'd watch a game that's under two hours or a baseball game under two hours. Uh, do you do you think that's good for the sport of baseball, or do you think it's uh, uh, bad? For traditionalists, I know they got to be hating this because they were complaining about the World Baseball Classic, not hearing any crap about how long the games were. You had traditional baseball rules with a shift and with, you know, being able to throw over as many times you want, substitutions, things like that. They felt the game was perfect. But when you look at the overall ratings for the regular season, for this early into it, for them to have better ratings than NBA games at this point, I don't know what they are versus the playoffs right now, but towards the end when meaningful games for the NBA are, are not passing baseball, I think baseball may have against traditionalists and, and myself, I kind of consider myself a tweener. I, I kind of like some new stuff and I kind of don't, I kind of like the tradition, but the way that they've made it to where you could steal more bases, the way that they've made it to where you, you don't have a pitcher or a batter taking five hours in the box, adjusting their gloves or adjusting their hat, shaking off the catcher. 
I think it's a good thing for baseball. I didn't think it was at first, but now I see it, and it may trim your time at the ballpark. It may make you rethink that second trip to go get a beer or a hot dog. But but in all actuality, I think it's good for the game. I, I completely agree. I, I was in the same boat as you. I felt that uh, if you didn't like baseball, I didn't think that the, the 30 minutes off or however shorter it is is going to really draw you in. But I, I'm totally on board with it. The only things I don't like is that let's say you're in the nosebleed and you go down to like team store level, uh, perhaps a whole inning goes by. That's yeah. the only thing I can really say bad about that. But like overall, just great, great rules so far. The one rule I don't like is a second base one, though. I feel like we would have we would have won that game against the Blue Jays if it wasn't for that second base rule, and uh, still not over that loss yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime and it seems like the te- the Angels are that team that just cannot get it right. They always make a mistake in extra inning games. So I'm totally with you. If that one, if the, if if, uh, if they could make one change to anything for the baseball this year, it would be that one. Just get rid of that sucker. Like I would say, put the runner on second after the twelfth inning. If give or even in playoffs, yeah, something like that, just to spice up a little bit. A September or not September, um, like a, an April game. We don't need to see that. Come on, no. yeah, I agree. But last but certainly not least, um, I think we should kind of get into this pitching matchups. Not too much going on today. Uh, obviously, Otani pitching not for too long. You got Zach Wheeler and Lance Lynn and uh, David Peterson and Dustin Maine. Dustin May, uh, yeah, kind of kind of a boring uh, Monday for pitchers. Yeah, there's not too many high-profile guys on. I think you're going to see more better matchups towards the weekend. Uh, but for right now, um, you know, like I said, in our our series is looking, you know, it could go either way because of the young pitchers. So um, we'll we'll see the cream rise to the top. I think the Brewers have a couple good matchups coming up here too uh, that uh, have you know significance as they're they're resurging all of a sudden. They're eleven and five. So. Um, yeah, it, baseball is just getting into the swing of things, no pun intended, but there's a lot of good baseball being played earlier, which we can't really say uh, in the last few seasons, and I think it has to do with the rule changes and the time limits. I think so, too. I think it's doing great things for the sport. Um, but, yeah, that being said, with the pitching, I think we should kind of get on to the, uh, the quick little stint of the Angels' schedule moving forward. So we got the Yankees uh, this week, and then we got Kansas City, got Star Wars Night on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Oakland A's one more time before later in the season. Um, do you do you see us winning all three? Win two out of three, one out of three. Uh, you know, with the Yankee series, I'm I'm gonna say one out of three. Uh, I'm hoping for two out of three. I really am. I don't see a sweep. Uh, Kansas City, if we can contain Salvador Perez, we should be able to contain him. Uh, the one game that worries me is Zach Greinke in there. He's 0 three, but he's got a flat three yard rate, and he's look he's pitched a lot better than that. Um, he's pitched in uh, really good. I've I, I monitored him because he could be one of these arms that maybe we give a shot to. He wouldn't cost that much late in the season as a rental. Uh, he's pitched his butt off these first three starts, um, but he's taken the loss because the Royals can't score. But Salvador continues to like kill Angels pitching. So if you can work around him, I'm pretty confident the Angels can call a sweep in this one. Oakland, I'd say two out of three because they always do something dumb to beat us or we do something dumb to beat us. Yeah, I agree. I, I take two out of three for the, the three upcoming series. Um, I'll be at the game Friday, Star Wars night against the Royals. Is there any games that we, we're going to see those Halo honks at? Uh, well, the Halo honks? Uh, yeah, you... Or, or you, you uh, with, a, with a costume. And <laughs> with everything. a costume? Yeah. Uh, I might be there uh, Saturday in May okay. or Star Wars night. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll inform everybody prior, but uh, it's definitely going to be on this homestand. That's for sure. 
Awesome. And if you guys buy tickets, make sure to check out 714 Tickets. They'll help you out with that one. Absolutely. 10% off your purchase, 5% off your next one as well. So combine 15%. Exactly. And if you guys do see us, uh, make sure to say what's up. Make sure to go uh, subscribe to the Halos and Infield channel. Uh, turn on those post notifications because Instagram lives are over, at least for the post game show. So make sure to have those notifications on. Absolutely. You're going to need them. All right, guys. This has been the Around the League show presented by Halos in the Infield. I'm JT Esther. Todd Fox. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a good one. You got it.